Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Couple of extra notes, if you will, on that mass shooter. Yeah. Mass shooter at Perry High School tragically took the life of a sixth grader. Yeah. Mm. It just claws at my heart. I have a sixth grader. Yeah. yeah, a couple of details got left out. If he'd been a MAGA supporter online, that's all anybody'd be talking about this morning. If he had Trump shirt on or, you know, yeah. ever liked something Donald Trump did or it was Republican in any identifiable way. That That's what the headline would be. But somehow the fact that he was a gender-fluid LGBTQ plus activist did not make the news. And it's really well documented online. One of his last posts read, Parents love your trans kids. Self-identified as an LGBTQ activist. And is gender fluid. Making him, media won't tell you this either, the sixth person, the sixth transgender person to go on a murderous rampage in under three years. That is a huge number. for, And, and I'm talking about a mass murderous rampage in under three years. That is a huge number for such a tiny population. It's weird. But what we know with mass shootings is that they tend to be copycat events. And what do we just look at? I mean, we got, um, you know, you know, we just saw literally a day of trans vengeance held and endorsed by the White House after the Audrey Hale shooting. We saw Audrey Hale lauded as a virtual hero by um, activists who then invaded not one but two legislatures in an insurrection, took them over, and held up five as the number of victims. In other words, the four she killed at that Christian school, and the fifth one was her or him. I she identified as a dude. So, yeah. I mean, so when you get that kind of attention and sympathy where people who are holding up five as if you are a victim when you are, in fact, the murderer or invading state legislatures on basically on your behalf to demand pro-trans legislation and you're a lonely person who's going through some tough teenage things, of course you're going to do it. Of course you're going to copycat. There's going to be a copycat. Somebody's going to do that. Get themselves some attention. So I just for once wish we'd look at this the way we look at this if they can find even the slightest connection to Trump, which is usually fake, by the way. Two of those shooters were... um, 
you know, spun by the media as Trump supporters. One of them was actually, if you remember, making fun of Trump when he held up the Trump flag. Uh, he was a guy who liked to dress as a woman, uh, dyed his hair pink and wore pigtails in women's clothing. But we are supposed to believe he was a Trump supporter. It was yeah. weird. And the really scary one, Lee, the one that really terrified me, was remember when Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot put that tweet out there. Oh, yeah. After the abortion ruling, which she didn't like, uh, seeing that basically LGBTQ people uh, needed to rise up on the streets. Less than six weeks later, one of them did. Guy yeah. in a skirt did a mass shooting at a 4th of July parade. So if you're going to try to find some non-liberal you know, a patriotic, probably right-wing people. Where are you going to go? Fourth of July parade. He did it in the suburbs of Chicago, dressed as a woman. But he was white and a male, so we are told, you know, it's uh, probably Trump's fault. I just wish there was more objectivity or some semblance of objectivity in the way that much of the uh, things that go on in this world were covered. I know. And, and that's that's one of the real frustrations I have being in this this business is is looking at how depending upon the political perspective of the individuals involved, that determines how it is covered, or even if it is covered. And that, that's why I get so frustrated with a certain news outlet that provides news copy for much of the country and certainly all the local TV stations. Yeah, I know. Uh, Associated Press. They're practically propaganda or... No, it's not practically. I it mean, is. It yeah, is. it's bad. But, I mean, I don't know. I just think there should be a standard. If we're going to go through all of their postings in the past and nitpick stuff, then, you know, if this guy and, says I'm gender fluid and yeah. I'm a LGBTQ activist and he clearly is online, well. Listen, I have, I, I have no report it. I have no problem with people who do bad things, who may share some of my beliefs or, um, you know, political persuasions them being pointed out when they do bad things. But the thing is, if there are people that have viewpoints that I oppose or, or have problems with, th- those people, those things should be shown as well. I mean, all I'm asking for is journalistic objectivity. And, and I think that you're making a very good point here. Now, quite honestly, I had heard this morning from the reports that we had from Fox News that there was bullying going on. Actually, it was not Fox News. It was another news outlet that I heard this, that the the shooter was uh, bullied. And then there was people who were claiming that his little sister was being bullied as well. I had not heard anything about what you just shared with us with regard to that. Yeah, um, he they found him and screenshotted him. This is uh, all over our media, everything from PJ Media to Red State. Um, you know, Daily Caller, all the people who do the heavy journalistic lifting in this country um, just did what the liberal media would have done. Um, they just went and looked at his profile to find out if there might have been a motivating reason. And when, you know, one of his last posts, his parents love your trans kids. I mean, I think that'd be newsworthy, but, you know, guess not. Guess not. In a weird way, um, the upside, though, that they didn't cover it is because, again, so many of these are copycat. And we've actually had a rash of shooters who, in their manifestos, have said, um, and we've had one of those in the last just six weeks, where the the guy said, hey, I'm a liberal. I'm going to go do this shooting to show how easy it is to get a gun and hopes guns will be banned. We've had several of those in the last few years as well. They never tell you that part. So, um, you know, this we have a and I keep doing battleground podcasts on this. When you go through the major mass shootings uh, of the last few years, they're almost all either liberal and now increasingly they're transgender or they have characteristics of a transgender person like doing the shooting in a skirt dressed as a woman. After Lori Lightfoot calls for 
violence. Yeah. By that specific didn't, didn't community. Didn't she use the? And um, pardon me if I've got this wrong. Didn't she use the phrase "take up arms"? Yes. And that's exactly there, no, what the guy did. Or there's no way of taking that out of context. No, that, there isn't. That's, that is a direct call for take up arms means one thing. Pick up a gun. Pick up a weapon. Yeah. That's that's what take up arms means. It does not mean lifting your arms, you know, that are attached to your body. Take up arms is a direct reference to weapons, guns. You know, maybe you're you're reading a little too deeply into this, Lee, right? Maybe you should think like, I don't know, an Associated Press reporter. Whatever does take up arms mean? I don't know. Too hard to figure that out. Boy, we'd sure know, though, if it was a Republican mayor of a red area who said take up arms and a Trump supporter, somebody with, you know, Trump hashtag on their social media took up arms. We'd know exactly what it meant. And heaven forbid you publish something that has a target on it. Yeah, really. But this is an Audrey Stale. This looks to me like an Audrey Hale copycat attack. I mean, I don't know. I think people all go around and interview friends, family, people like that, start asking them, hey, what might have been the motivation here? Just like the liberal media would do uh, if it was anybody else. Um, and they could get an angle on it. So this shooting is going to disappear very, very quickly. Yeah. They don't want to talk about it. So many of them have recently. Well, I mean, they always disappear quickly yeah. when it's one of them, and right. especially when it's another transgender activist. Um, and it's just it's really frustrating um, that the, the way that this is... And if you asked a liberal, they would tell you most people who do mass shootings in this country are Trump supporters. That is absolutely not the case. Um, in, in fact, well, anyway, what is even the point, right? Yeah. So, um, but there, like I said, there have been um, so many of this in these, and a lot of times you got to go read the UK Daily Mail to find out like who the shooter really was in America. And they're not even in America. I mean, let's just take one of them. Uh, this was from July. Cross dressing gunman uh, behind July 4th Philly bloodbath left five dead. He's a BLM supporter who made chilling Facebook posts about black massacres. Uh, evil spirits, transgenderism. What did he do? He went uh, and shot up a neighborhood on the eve of fourteen uh, of July fourth, because um, they were the neighborhood was having July fourth celebration. Shot dead four men and a fifteen year old boy dressed as a woman. He was wearing a bra, hoop earrings, a dress, and gold bracelets. Again. His name is Kim uh, Kim Brady, K-I-M-B-R-A-D-Y, Kim Brady uh, character. Again, if you want to read about his actual background, got to go to UK Daily Mail. We're the most, I swear, Americans, we're the most manipulated people on the face of the earth. We really are by our media. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Alejandro Mayorkas, the head of the Department of Homeland Insecurity, man who's done more damage uh, to the security of the homeland than any other person um, that I know of, except for maybe Joe Biden, and that's really saying something, uh, was on television, and they actually asked him, I couldn't believe this, on a liberal news channel, no less, Hey, you know, you've just set a record in December for the number of illegal immigrants on the border, 302,000. You know, what uh, What could be causing that? You know what he said? Climate change. It's, it's, uh, it's, cl- it's climate change. See, it's climate change. And uh, if you would just agree to spend trillions of dollars a year fighting climate change, well, the illegals probably wouldn't come. I guess we could try that. Or maybe... The Biden Department of Homeland Security and Justice Department, maybe if they didn't file emergency requests before the Supreme Court to allow them to cut bar uh, concertina wire and cut down fences on the border so the illegals could get through, maybe that would work too. Just a thought. Here's Mayorkas straight face saying the record number of illegals is because of climate change. Border Patrol in the month of December process more migrants entering the United States illegally than any month in the history of that agency. Why is that happening? What, how do you explain it? We have the effects of climate change, poverty, increasing level of authoritarianism, the very many challenges that are at the root cause of the displacement of people around the world. It's climate change. Yeah, that's it. That's the ticket. It's it's not them sending the Border Patrol out there three months ago with the blowtorch to weld open that door, uh, permanently weld open that door in the Trump wall. No, 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 no. it's not that. It's not the emergency um, request that Joe Biden's Department of Homeland and Security has, again, filed in front of the Supreme Court to allow them to cut through wire fences, anything standing in their voters' way, because that's what this is. It's a voter drive. Future voters. No, no, no. It's climate change. Oh, my God. These people kill me. But if you want to get an idea of the scale of their ambition for climate change-driven illegal immigration, Al Gore has been seeing this since last year. He repeated again this week on another liberal news station. How many of these uh, climate change-driven future Democrat voters can we expect to flee their countries? You know, because of climate change. And the reason I cut this clip, this reveals the scale of their ambition to move their voters from their home countries into, well, 
Here you go. Creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century. Look at the xenophobia and political authoritarian trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What about a billion? We would lose our capacity for self-governance on this world. We have to act. What a weirdo. So just so you know, if you want to know how many they're planning on moving by cutting through concertina wire and using your money, funneling it through NGOs, as we learned this week from Mockraker, and then the NGOs use the money um, for you know to transport them, close them, feed them on their way up here, buy their plane tickets too. It is not that. It's, uh, it's climate change. Um, uh, they're going to move a billion, he says. That's the giveaway right there. And we actually know how many they intend to move into the United States of America. I've been telling you this since the, t- the summer of 2020. And I know it because you remember when Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders together published their blueprint? On the Biden campaign site, co-authored it. And they said one of the things they wanted to do was to welcome the world's migrants. All of They were going to welcome all of them to America. How many migrants are there in their estimation 200 million 200 million so that's the scale of their ambition i the way i take to see saying we're gonna have a billion climate refugees so it's about an eighth of the world's population and i think he means the whole west like they're gonna move the new voters into the west but i think the scale i think the goal i think the target was right there in that bernie sanders joe biden publication summer of 2020 i think they, they're gonna move 200 million in here Makes sense. That's about what it would take to make sure that when they do the amnesty, every single state goes blue. Nowhere to hide, nowhere to run, even Florida flips. It's That's the kind of numbers you'd need to do that. Because if they flipped, like, look, they could stop now if they wanted to. Well, we know we got 40 million in here. They could stop now if they, you know, next time they get the numbers to do the amnesty, that right there is going to give them a permanent presidency, permanent House, permanent Senate. 40 million will do that. Absolutely. I mean, 40 million flips Texas. Uh, South Carolina goes purple. North Carolina goes blue. I mean, it's, it's over. We'll never win the presidency again. Uh, and I don't think we'll win the Senate or the House again either. So why keep going? Especially when it's causing the problems. It's causing them right now. Why keep going? And I, the only mathematical thing you can get to is that their goal is 200 million and at 200 million, there will not be a single red state left in the nation by their calculation. Now, if they get any crazier, I don't know if these immigrants are going to vote for them. I mean, it's real hard to stomach the idea if you come from Nicaragua, you're all into the free stuff uh, that you're getting. You're an asylee now, so they're cutting you welfare checks bigger than an American can get. You've got the free phone. You've got the work papers. You're living the life of Riley, right? I mean, you are, it's, people don't understand these people are getting three to $5,000 a month because that's what you qualify for if you're an asylee, and that only ends when you're turned down, right? So if you are presumed to be an asylee, but it hasn't been adjudicated yet, you get the money. That's why they get the checks. You get bigger checks than Social Security. So these people are coming in. They got a 2031 court date. They get to live like the life of Riley till then. That's what people don't understand. These are massive numbers. So... Um, they're bringing them in. You need to give them that money. So they tell their friends, all their friends will come too. And then you got to cut the concertina wire and cut the fences down to, to move them out of the way for them. Um, but I think that's their goal. I think it's 200 million. And I think they want to make sure there's nowhere anybody can go that isn't blue. But again, 
part of the problem here is you come here from Guatemala, you want the free stuff, you love the free stuff, you would vote Democrat, except now they want to turn your little girl into a little boy. And that might give some people pause. So, um, I, I, you know, especially as you're seeing the stuff that's going on now in Ohio, in California, and Washington State, where it's now illegal in Ohio, I mean, parents, you know, cannot... Um, go against their kids if their kids want to transition. They got to transition them. They got no choice. Uh, and 20% of Republicans voted for that, by the way. I don't think they realized what they were voting for in the special ballot measure. They're going to find out, though. It's going to be crazy. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I think it's all on the table. I don't know if this is going to work as well as they think it will, but that's their goal right there. So that's Al Gore telling you the scope of, of their ambition. Creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century. Look at the xenophobia. Yeah, that's about the numbers. I mean, think about it. De- December is normally a very slow month for illegal immigration, right? Because it's very cold out in the desert. It's scarier. It's riskier. If we just took in a record number, all-time high number for the month of, of for any month of 302,000, why, that's 3.6 million a year. But again, December's a, small, a slow month and it goes up. We set a new record every month now. So I mean, we're going to be getting into three to four million a, a year. I mean, you know, I don't know where it stops. You do another four years of that. What are you looking at? Conservatively? I don't know. 16 million at the rate of increase. I mean, I mean, actually, it wouldn't have to increase much. 16 million rest of the term. And they can get there. They can get there, especially if the numbers keep going up. That's their plan, you can tell. And Al Gore's telling us. You know what was trending at the top of Google? New Year's Day. I was check Google Trends. I'm just really curious to see what people like and what they're talking about. Try to get an idea what you might want to know about. Nostradamus was trending, not surprising. He makes predictions for each year. Nostradamus was 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 trending. And one of Nostradamus's and and he's just, look he's fun he's like campfire stories he gets stuff wrong sometimes he's gotten some really big things right too so that's kind of what makes it fun it might happen or it just might not um so anyway one of his big predictions for this year uh, was the downfall uh, or serious stumble of the royal family like the British royal family I don't know kind of interesting given what we just learned about Prince Andrew maybe he's connected maybe he's not. I just think stuff like that's fun. Again, he's gotten a lot of stuff wrong, so we don't know. Prince Andrew, you might have heard overnight. What are the kids in school now? Okay, we can talk about it. Prince Andrew o- accused, um, and we, we, don't, we don't know. This is just what's in the documents. Prince Andrew accused of having an orgy with underage girls. And he did a clever thing. He fired or got rid of his PR guy ahead of this. Just like nobody to take questions. So they're kind of trying, they just meet, he's kind of trawling around trying to find a comment on this. Uh, but they're beginning to put pressure on his dad, King Charles, to do something pretty serious about this guy. And if you know anything about the royal family, the royal family, they do have their own money, um, but they are really functionaries of the government. 
the government uh, gives them stipends, pays for a lot of their lifestyle, upkeeps a lot of the properties that they live at uh, because they're an institution. They're like living history. So you got to kind of wonder what the fallout for this is going to be, especially if the king doesn't take more action than the queen did the first time these accusations came up. So kind of interesting thing here. Of course, the prince denies it all. Got to throw that in. Meanwhile, we're finding out about Stephen Hawking. Is there anyone Epstein didn't touch who was a major name? He apparently, according to the documents, we don't know, but he's dead, so can't defend himself, had uh, participated in orgy as well with underage girls, which I guess was the standard. A lot of people asking about Jeffrey Epstein. Um, and how he made his money this morning. Uh, there's actually a really good article on it in Metro UK, and it's all very weird. And I mean, like, super weird. I had to do a podcast on this. Do you know you would not know the name Jeffrey Epstein if it wasn't for Bill Barr and his family? You know Cricket Bill Barr, Trump's Cricket Attorney General? Another great judgment call there. I'll weave Barr into this story because it's very interesting how Jeffrey Epstein made his money. And in fact, the headline of the story, this has been going on for years, how Jeffrey Epstein made his money in the big mystery at the center of it all. Here's what happened. Jeffrey Epstein's regular middle-class kid, nothing special about him, drops out of college, not a lot of prospects. When he gets hired at a high-end school, very prestigious private school in New York, as a math teacher, even though he didn't even have a college degree, which is weird. Well, things went really well for him in that he was one of the favorite teachers there, but also not so well because parents started complaining about he's weird with my daughter. So the head of the school, to fix the situation, introduces him to the CEO of Beer Stearns. Who's the head of the school? Bill Barr's daddy, Donald. Probably coincidence, I'm sure. Bill Barr's daddy, Donald. Weird. So you hire the guy to teach. He has no qualifications to do that. And when you got to push him out, you push him out on to Bear Stearns, to the CEO, no less. So he goes over to Bear Stearns, goes over to Bear Stearns. By the way, where was Bill Barr when all this was going on? The son of Donald in the CIA, working for George Bush's daddy, who was the head of the CIA at the time. It's weird. May not mean anything. I don't know. Anyway, so um, so Epstein goes and he joins Bear Stearns and he goes from zero to hero, makes partner in four years, making all kinds of money. But then they find out that he's also doing some criminal stuff, too. So they kick him out the door. Now, you get kicked out the door out of disgr- in disgrace out of Bear Stearns. You think, well, you're not in, in a good place, right? Not him. He sets up his firm immediately. His private firm, investment firm, after just four years of experience and announces, hey, I'm only taking clients worth a billion dollars or more. Weren't you like some, I mean, you know, upper mid-level partner? I mean, not, he's not like a main partner. He's like, you know, there's a lot of them. Yeah, sure. They'll all want to work with me. And then they do. Billionaire after billionaire after billionaire suddenly wants to work with Jeffrey Epstein. Weird, right? Now, uh, and and he, folks, and he was brokering deals between the biggest financial institutions like J.P. Morgan Chase. 
I mean, this is a guy who off a single client would make $200 million, as they detail here. Um, his various clients, including Les Wexner, uh, who's the business giant behind L Brands. That includes Victoria's Secret, Abercrombie, and Fitch. He, out of nowhere, is like, yes, I'll take that Epstein guy, the one that got fired from Bear Stearns. Yeah, I want him to manage my money. And he manages his money. He makes more than $200 million just off Les Wexner. Weird, right? So that gives you just some idea of the level he was playing at. So he's in Florida, and it's so in your face that he is selling these girls. Or like everybody's writing about it. Everybody knows about it. I can remember covering this as, as a young radio host. And like nothing ever happens to him. And the FBI goes in. They're like, nothing to see here. And then uh, he gets away with it. Well, um, there's a guy by the name of Alex Acosta, and he is the federal attorney down there in Florida, uh, the federal prosecutor. And so he says, okay, I'm going to go after this guy. Instead of actually going after him on the mountains of evidence that they had on on Epstein, he quietly and secretly cuts a non-prosecution deal with him. Now, normally when you do that, it's in exchange for immunity. You're going to testify against someone bigger, but they didn't get any immunity or any testimony. They just quietly inked the deal without telling the Epstein victims. And they kept it quiet because they didn't want the victims screaming in the media, you know, to stop it. Weird, right? Who's Alex Acosta? Well, aside from being Trump's labor secretary, another really bad judgment appointment, he worked at the same bill at the same law firm as Bill Barr. There's Bill Barr again, weird. So he's a partner in that law firm, yes, and he had left to become the federal prosecutor. Represents Jeffrey Epstein, gives him this incredible sweetheart deal that means they can't prosecute him on anything that he's done before, and all the women he sold that were underage, all the pedophiles he's pimped to, right? So Acosta's a partner in. The bill, the same law firm as Bill Barr? Huh, weird. Who represented Epstein? Same law firm. The one Bill Barr's a partner in. Weird, right? Bill Barr has figured into every single story. So Bill Barr takes over the Department of Justice, which means he takes over the investigation into the sweetheart deal for Epstein. So convenient. Here's where it gets really weird. Do you know who the person was who was running the federal prison? The number one guy they answered to running the federal prison where Epstein didn't kill himself? You'll never guess. Bill Barr for the Justice Department. In fact, there's a great article I'm going to put up on social media. There's a judge called out Bill Barr from the bench for allowing the conditions to deteriorate inside the prison to the point that Epstein, depending on your you know, perspective did or did not kill himself. By the way, Bill Barr then refused to recuse himself from the investigation into Epstein's death, and he handled that too. You know, the world can be a small space sometimes. Or maybe not. Maybe it's all coincidence. I don't know. I love how some of you listen to the show on delay. I never thought of listening to talk radio. So it's it's really weird. So I'm getting people texting in right now about stuff I did like two hours ago. I asked for a plumber to text in and explain to me what what happened in Florida. Because I'm, I'm a little confused. This guy goes into a Dunkin' Donuts 
and attempts to use the toilet turned out to be a pretty big mistake. He left with a lawsuit covered in feces and human waste and shrapnel? Shrapnel from the toilet. What? It exploded? His name's Paul Kerouac. He's seeking more than $100,000 in a lawsuit in state court. This happened in Florida, by the way. It's a negligence lawsuit. The explosion left Kerouac covered in human feces, urine, and debris. Uh, He says he has multiple medical bills and he needs psychological counseling. I actually get that. Oh, me in public. Restaurants. I'm sorry, restaurants. You know what it is, is I worked in restaurants for so many years. And so I kind of know how they're not really cleaned. So I've actually developed a method for getting into and out of a bathroom, public bathroom, without actually touching a single thing. I do that. Because um, it's just... Ugh. Anyway, I wanted to know. Uh, I said, "Do you have a plumber out there? I, I, a toilet can explode like a like a grenade. I mean, like like truly. But I'm not talking about overflowing. That's not what I said. It blew, like blew up. Texture rates now. I know why the Dunkin' Donuts toilets in NYC have been closed. Though I bet. Well, uh, apparently, and, and I compared it to Christine. You know the car, Stephen King. Old movie. You're pretty old if you get the reference. Not Christine, just bad installation of the plumbing. Texture rates, if you use a tankless flush meter toilet valve, it can explode. If not properly maintained, a normal tank toilet is a very low possibility of exploding. Well, I certainly hope so. Yeah, and apparently earlier, I, I apologize, I said uh, the uh, King of England was Andrew's um, father. It's just their brothers, so uh, forgive me. Texture rates, um... Epstein didn't make any money. He was set up as an Intel asset with a blackmail op from the get-go. Maybe. It'd be fascinating if we find that, wouldn't it? It would explain a lot. Texas uh, Texter writes, tankless flush valves have a higher water pressure so that the constant use can occur without the clogs in the bowl. Okay, all right. I'll, t- I'll take your word for it. Texter writes, good job on the bar, Epstein. So should I do a Battleground podcast on that or is that too deep in the weeds? It really is fascinating when you go back and you look at it, there would be no Epstein without Bill Barr and his family. You wouldn't know the name. It's just weird, right? I mean, the bars were there at the beginning of the career and they're at the suicide, not suicide, whatever your point of view is. Texture rates. Maybe Kamala could draw us a Venn diagram that intersects Harvey Weinstein, Bill Barr, and Epstein to see what names come up. I don't know, y'all. That sounds like a complicated Venn diagram. I'm sure Kamala's up to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she's about 10 IQ points short of being able to do something like that. Uh, text rates. Good morning, Tara. What was the link for the Crock-Pot meals? I heard you advertising a few days ago. Thank you very much. Have a good week. I was whatacrock.com. Love it. All right, text rates, yes, do a battleground. You think I should do a battleground on it? I could actually go much further in depth. It is wild. Even crazier when Bill Barr's dad, again, hires Epstein with no college degree to teach at this very high-end school um, and, and launches Epstein, you know, gives him his first work experience, introduces him to the CEO of Bear Stearns, who had a student there 
which then put Epstein on the track to you know meet all these billionaires and sell them whatever he sold them. Um, what's really weird is where Bill Barr was at the time. His dad was doing all that. He was at the CIA. Yeah. Which is where he would become very good friends with the director of the CIA, Bill, uh, which is uh, Bush's daddy. Bush's daddy ran the CIA. The first President Bush. Small world, right? Wouldn't it be great to be in it? Sure would, wouldn't it? Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 